Wood, Luke chapter number 2, and I appreciate them singing that song. I believe it's very fitting for the service this morning and for the message. Luke chapter number 2, I want to draw your attention to one verse for just a few moments, and then we'll come back here in a minute. The Bible says in verse number 11, Luke chapter number 2, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Leading up to verse number 11, verse number 11 being one verse that we are very familiar with, one that's probably quoted, one that's memorized, you find in verse number 10, once again, and we kind of alluded to this last week for just a few moments, that the Bible says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Joy is a, a, a very familiar word to all of us. You might mistake joy for happiness every once in a while. Joy is something that regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what season of life, whatever state of life you're living in, you can still find joy at all times because joy comes from the Lord Himself. Happiness is one of those things that is oftentimes based upon your circumstances. You find yourself happier in certain occasions or certain things that might be taking place. And so... And oftentimes we mistake happiness for joy and joy for happiness. But the word joy means great pleasure, and notice this, and happiness. You see, when you find yourself living a joyful life, when you find yourself expressing that joy, oftentimes you can see the happiness expressed through joy. Joy is something that can't be robbed. Joy is something that can't be taken from you. Oftentimes joy is something that we will tend to surrender ourselves. You see, happiness, you think about circumstances, you say, oh, my, my circumstances have taken all the happiness from me. And that might be the case. You know, you're not happy about whatever is taking place or whatever has happened in your life or certain things might go on. You say, I'm not happy about this. But it can't rob you of your joy. Your joy is something you surrender. Your joy is something that you will say, you know what, I'm not happy, and so therefore I'm not going to rejoice, I'm not going to joy in my Savior. And so you surrender that. And we sometimes mix up those two things. But joy has been defined as great pleasure and happiness. As a matter of fact, it's also been defined as vibrant happiness, if you would. You can tell there are certain people when they walk through the doors of the the church or when they walk through the doors of a certain event or a venue, you can just see the joy written all over them. You think about children. Man, children are a, a wonderful example of what it truly means to be a joyful person. I mean, one minute the, the child is is just scraped their knee, they've just fallen off their bike, they've just gotten hurt, and they're 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 crying, they've got scrapes, and the next thing you know, you're looking at them, they're running around again, all just happy and joyful. And they don't let those circumstances begin to t- determine their joy. In Luke chapter number 2, verse number 10, the Bible says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Can I share with you that the greatest joy that ever came and will ever come is Jesus Christ Himself. The moment that I accepted Christ as my personal Savior, there was an overwhelming joy that just began to come over me. I wasn't concerned about anything that was going around. I wasn't concerned about my circumstances. I was only concerned about one thing. I just settled my eternity by placing my faith in Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter number 2, verse number 10, that this statement right here, I bring you good tidings of not just joy, not just an okay joy, not just some joy, not just an occasional joy. It says great joy. 
man, the joy that you find in Jesus Christ. As you come to Scripture and you look at verse number 10, the Bible says again, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all. Which shall be to all. What are you talking about? And this joy that's being referenced to is a child. A child that would be born and at one point in time would come to not only be born, but would then come to a place of death. That death would be for you and for I, for this world. We find in Scripture, as we made reference to this past Sunday evening, John 3.16, For God so loved the world. And Jesus Christ was sent for the world. He wasn't just sent for a few. He wasn't just sent for some. He was sent for all. And it says, I bring you good tidings of great joy. You see, in Scripture we find that when Jesus Christ was born, you see joy. In your own life, you might be saying, well, how can I see that exact same joy that we see in Scripture? Have you found Christ? Have you accepted Christ as your personal Savior? You see, I remember at that church camp when I got saved, and I remember I was, I was huge into sports at the time, and we were at a church camp, and all the activities, our, the camp we would go to would do activities at night, and they'd play basketball games, they'd do volleyball tournaments, they'd do all of these many activities. But I remember at that one time, in that one moment, when I accepted Christ as my personal Savior, I wasn't concerned about going and playing basketball. I wasn't concerned about winning the dodgeball tournament. I wasn't concerned about what everybody was doing if the snack shack was opened or if there were there were activities going on over here, if I could play putt-putt over here. I didn't worry about all of that. I wanted to call my parents and tell them, hey, I just made the greatest decision of my life. I got saved. I got saved. And I found joy. And man, the joy that I found. And you know, very shortly after I'd gotten saved, I was called to preach. And I'll tell you, one of the most wonderful decisions of my life after salvation was surrendering my life to the Lord and saying, Lord, my life is yours. And can I share with you that, hey, it's not always been roses. There are days whenever it's hard. Man, the joy in serving Jesus Christ. The joy in just living for the Lord and longing for the Lord and getting in His Word and saying, Lord, show me what you have for me. Joy to the world. We're living in a world that if you were to go out and you were to kind of just walk around and you just kind of go through stores or if you were to walk down by the river or if you were to go into neighborhoods and knock on doors, you'll find that there are a lot of people that are missing joy. They think there's going to be joy that's found in certain things that will fill their time. And I was talking just the other day. I was getting my hair cut there have been two ladies that I've been praying for and I witness to every single time that I go into the store. And I was talking to them and the lady was talking for just a few moments and we were kind of talking about she was supposed to come to the, the Christmas program last week, but she works for Great Clips and as she was cutting some hair, they said that there was a, a, a verbal abuse that was taking place to them and the, the workers in that Great Clips and so they weren't able to go because they had to file a police report and some things like that. And you imagine right then and there, if something like that were to take place, you can imagine being shaken up a little bit. You can imagine it being something that you say, man, I just I want to go home. I don't want to be around people. I just want to spend time with my family or just be alone or whatever the case might be. For a, a Christian, you find yourself being comforted in times like that because Jesus is comfort. But for those who are looking for hope, those who are looking for that joy... She made a statement, she was talking to a co-worker, and she said, yeah, after I got done working that day, I went home and just I had to get some alcohol, and I just drank for a little while. Can I share with you, that's kind of the, the situation of our world today. 
Well, there are many folks who are looking to solve their problem and find joy, and so they think that they can solve their problems by, by drinking it away. They think they can solve their problems by just going through and, and maybe doing drugs or alcohol or, or finding certain hobbies. And listen, there are even some hobbies that people will find. They'll say, oh, I just went to the gym or I went for a run or I did all of these many things. But it doesn't bring the joy that you're looking for. So I circled back around 10 minutes later to that situation that she had made reference to. And when she made that statement, I didn't address it right, right immediately. And we just continued to talk about the church and me being called to preach and pastoring and our church and all that. And I made the statement. I said, yeah, there are many folks that we pray for. I said, you're going to have to come and, you know, just check us out sometime and visit with us and we can fellowship with you and encourage you. Knowing that she was looking for joy. See, she found, thought she could find joy by, by, by drinking or doing alcohol or, or doing drugs or whatever the might, might have case might have been. And she made a statement about some friends that were asking her if she would ever do drugs. And she said she's not interested in drugs, but she would do, drink some alcohol and things like that. And so I circled back around to that and we were talking about people that are hurting. And I made the statement about my father drinking. I said that my father is probably an alcoholic and he wouldn't say he is, but he... More than likely is, and and that started a conversation right there. And you can tell whenever you're having a conversation, you begin to share scripture. You begin to talk about the Lord. You can tell when conviction sets in. All of a sudden, her countenance changed, and she began to talk. And she says, "Yeah, I, 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 I um," and she began to stutter. "I, I, I um, I um, I drink and uh, I do some of those things, and I have." I have tendencies that are tendencies that would be more addictive, but I'm not addicted to, to alcohol and things like that. And I began to notice her countenance changing, and so I began to talk once again, and I just began to talk about the Lord. The Lord changed my life. He can change your life. Do you go to church anywhere? No, I still don't go to church anywhere. Listen, you've got to come and check us out. You've got to visit with us. We want to be an encouragement to you. You love our people. And can I share with you that I see these individuals every two weeks, typically, every ten days. And every single time, I talk about the Lord. And I'm praying that there's going to come a time when they say, you know what? You know, this Lord you keep talking about, you keep talking about how good He is. I've, just, I've got to see it myself. Can I share with you, there are so many people in this world that are looking for joy. I mean, you, 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 you find that people will sit and they'll listen to the words of that song, Joy to the World. But they don't understand what it means. They don't know what that truly means. And as you find in Scripture right here in verse number 10, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Well, why don't they know what it means? Bible tells us in Matthew chapter number 28, as you go and you look with me for just a moment, we find some scripture and we find some verses that encourage us to do exactly what we've been commanded to do. And in Matthew chapter number 28, the Bible says in verse number 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Notice verse number 19, a, a command we say, Why don't they know what this joy to the world is? Because we're not taking it to the world. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, man, these comforting words right here. I am with you always. 
even unto the end of the world. Amen. You see, in Luke chapter number 2, verse number 10, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And if you're sitting here this morning, then you find yourself in one of two categories. You're either a believer or you're not a believer. If you walk through the doors of the church and you say, I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior and I've accepted Him as my personal Savior, then you find yourself rejoicing in that salvation that we talk about. This morning, if you've walked into the doors of the church, if you're joining online and you're listening, you might find yourself saying, you know what, this joy that you're speaking of, I've never experienced it. I grew up in church, so I I figured I'd find it somehow. Can I share with you, growing up in church doesn't mean that just because you grew up in church you find that joy. You say, I remember being baptized as a child. I remember doing all of these many things and serving in my church, and those are wonderful things. But being baptized doesn't mean you find that joy. Serving the Lord doesn't mean you find that joy. You see, there are many people who have served the Lord, and they they give their lives to a good work. They've never given their life to the Lord Himself. They're missing it. They say, I just don't have that joy. Well, let me ask this question. Have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ? Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I want you to notice three things this morning. It won't be long. First, we see joy to the world. It's our gift. Man, what a gift. The Bible says in verse number 10, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem. And see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Notice verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. As you go back and you look at verse number 10 and 11, you see that statement, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Joy to the world, our gift, one of the greatest gifts, the greatest gift to ever be known was the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. You see, as you come to the Scripture, you'll find that in Matthew chapter number 1, And you go and read there that the Bible says in verses 21 through 23 in a statement that is found there, for he shall save his people from their sins. And this morning you might have come and you find yourself sitting there and you say, this this Jesus you're speaking of, I've heard about him my whole life, but do you know him? I love Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is one of my, my favorite portions of Scripture to read, and it's one of those, those portions that has been used in many times of comfort in funeral settings. It's been used in encouraging settings to try to help people to understand that He's always present. But the very first words of Psalm 23 are some of the most important words found in Scripture because many people try to say they claim Psalm 23, but if you're not a child of God this morning, you cannot claim Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. 
You see, this morning we talk about the shepherds that are found in Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2. We talk about all of those many things, but can I share with you, we serve the great chief shepherd. He loves us. He sent His only Son to die for us on a cross. And the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter number 1, For He shall come to save His people from their sins. You see, in Luke chapter number 2, verse number 11, as the Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David. Notice this statement right here, as Savior which is Christ the Lord. He is the redeemer of sin, or the, the redeemer of sin and the savior of souls. He's been sent. He was born to die. This joy to the world as you go and you find it, it was a gift. In Luke chapter number two, verse number one, it says, and it came to pass in those days. And it's very easy for us to kind of to kind of gloss over that first statement. As we sometimes will read the scriptures, we'll go through, and even in the Old Testament, we'll look at the, the book of Kings, and we'll look at the book of Chronicles, and we'll kind of flow through scripture, and we'll see statements like, in those days, and it'll just be something that we kind of walk past or read past, and we'll say, oh yeah, it was just, you know, some common days, it was just simple days, it was, you know, just days that it's making reference to. But in Luke chapter number 2, verse number 1, as you come to this portion of scripture, and it came to pass in those days, these were not just some type of days. These were not just the days that we say, oh yeah, it's just making reference to that that, that time was going on. These days that it's making reference to were very dark days. It wasn't just another day. It wasn't just another time. It was very dark days. And as you come and you see in verse number 2, it says, And his taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And you continue to read on down. You cross-reference and you go to the book of Matthew. You come to the chapter number 1 of the book of Luke and you begin to read. You'll find it wasn't just some type of days. These weren't just, you know, the days that you woke up and say, all right, it's just another day. we got to wake up and go about our day. No, these were dark days. These were scary days. These were not comfortable times, if you would. And sometimes we can take for granted the entire message of the birth of Christ. And we might just describe and we say, oh yeah, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, that's it. No, it wasn't just that he was born of a virgin. Man, all that God was orchestrating in the very beginning of this this portion of Scripture in the birth of Jesus Christ and the gift that would be sent. You see this gift that was sent. I love, as you continue to study, you find that it was a free gift. The word free means without cost or payment. The word gift means something given willingly to someone without payment. We're living in a world that is without joy. There are people who are looking for joy and they're confused and they're asking questions because our world has done a phenomenal job. And let me take it a step further. Christianity in many ways has been redefined and there are many people who claim to be Christians that are not Christians. And they've confused people. There are people who are asking, I just recently had an individual as I was meeting with them for just a few moments ask the question, why are there so many religions? What a very difficult, in many ways, question to answer. At the same time, it's very simple because, you see, we are filled and we are born into this world very sinful people. We don't like something, we're not going to do it. I don't like that they preach that you have to, all you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. There's got to be more to it. No, that's not. You see, it's that simple. But it doesn't make sense. Don't try to reason with it. It can't be. Yes, it is. 
Bible tells us in Scripture that it's a free gift. That free gift was sent to us. You see, joy to the world is our gift. This morning, if you've come to the house of God and you say, it just doesn't make sense. You're telling me that Jesus Christ came, He was born of a virgin, and He was sent to this world to die on a cross for you and for me, and all that I have to do is accept Him as my personal Savior? That's exactly what I'm telling you. People begin to to say, you mean I don't have to, to do these works to keep this salvation? No. But can I share with you, when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you'll want to work for Him. You'll want to serve Him. Why? Because He's worthy. It's sweet to serve Him. It's a, it's a joy to serve Him. Joy to the world. You find it in Jesus Christ, and then you express it through Jesus Christ. Man, can I talk about my Savior? Can I tell you about Him? Man, what a difference He's made in my life. But you see, number two, not only joy to the world, our gift, but you see joy through the Word. This is our guide, if you would. The word guide means one who shows the way to others. To show or to indicate the way. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter number 10, verse number 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. There are many Christians who have found themselves surrendering their joy, and they're no longer happy, and they're discouraged or they're frustrated or they're angry because they're not giving God's Word the preeminence that it deserves. They're not getting into the Word of God. They, they might make a statement like, I just wish I knew what the Lord was wanting me to do. Well, have you found yourself in the Word of God? Have you found yourself praying? No, but I picked up this book and it's, man, it's helped me. Look, there's a lot of good books out there. But it's not greater than this book right here. And oftentimes, we, we, we like to go the cheap substitute route. And look, there are some three things that I will buy that are great value at Walmart. But I cannot get her to buy anything but a specific type of cheese. And it's not craft cheese. What is it? Where is it craft cheese? She won't eat any other type of cheese. got to be craft. You think, you think, oh, she won't notice. She'll notice. There are some things that you say, I'm just not going to buy... This, I've got to have the real thing. For me, I love Pop-Tarts. And I love, I love the real deal Pop-Tarts. I can eat the, the, the great value Pop-Tarts, but I love the real deal Pop-Tarts. You say, you can't tell the difference. You can. There's more filling in the real deal Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Isn't there? You know? They, they, they're, there are things that we like to, to substitute, and you say, ah, we, we're going to substitute. We can handle this. Can I share with you, when it comes to asking God to guide you through life, we cannot substitute the Word of God for other things. You can't. We say, oh, no, I, I, don't, I don't have my book. I just need to get my hands on a good, you know, the, they've been down this road, they've done this, and, and maybe they'll have some good wisdom to glean. That's great, but the greatest wisdom you'll find is in this book right here. Joy through the Word. You find it as your guide. There are some things that I look back in my own life and whenever we were praying for wisdom or praying that God would show us some direction, that it was through the Word of God and the preaching of God's Word and the teaching of God's Word and the studying of God's Word that I was able to find that joy. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, verse number 12, Rejoice in hope. Romans 15, verse number 13, Now the God of uh, hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. 
One of the things that we're living in this day and age is that there are people who are walking around hopeless, and that's because they haven't found Jesus Christ. And the moment they find Jesus Christ, they not only find that joy, but they find that hope they've been needing. And so you say, well, what are you trying to get at? I'm trying to get at that this very simple thought, joy to the world is our gift, joy through the word is our guide, and finally, number three, we have an obligation. Joy through the witness, our goal. There are a lot of things that you have set goals for, no doubt. You're coming to the end of a year and you say, okay, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, this is a goal of mine, this is a plan of mine, these are things that I want to see accomplished. And I wonder, if at all, if there is anywhere on your your list of goals for the next year, if there is anywhere at all where you might have written down or might have typed out, I want to lead someone to Jesus. I want to be a witness. The Bible tells us in verse number 10 of Luke 2, and And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Going back to Matthew chapter number 28, we would find ourselves wondering, why don't people know about this joy? I think the answer is in the question. Why don't people? Now ask it personally. You know, we like to, we do a great job, and this is people in general, we all do a great job of critiquing and pointing out the problems of everybody else. Well, they don't do this, and they don't do that, and they don't do this. But have you ever just sat down and said, why doesn't the, the world know more about Jesus? And then ask the Lord, Lord, show me personally, Lord, why doesn't the Lord, is it, why doesn't the world know more about you? Is it, am I not doing more? I'm not doing enough. As you come to verse number 11, man, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. What a gift. What a gift. I think about Christmas gifts, and many of you, no doubt, will get Christmas gifts, and you'll probably purchase Christmas gifts, and you'll receive Christmas gifts. But if you know someone this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ is their personal Savior, can I encourage you? You say, I just, I'm nervous. Ask God for boldness. You say, I just, I just don't know if I have the words to say. Look, it doesn't have to be intellectual words. Look at them and say, listen, I don't know all the things to say, but I just want to let you know Jesus loves you. He died for you. His plan for your life is for you to know him as your personal Savior. Guess what will be followed after that? Well, what does that mean? God will give you the words. Share your testimony. I think sometimes we limit what God could do because we're so worried about what others will think about us. But what if they don't what if what if I don't say it the exact way it needs to be said? Can I share with you the moment I got saved, her Paul Paul was down at the altar with me. I don't remember a word he said. I don't. You know what I remember? Him walking me through scripture. As I was at an old-fashioned altar and showing me, I don't remember the exact words he said. I just know that in that moment, I realized I was a sinner in need of a Savior. It was the action itself. And you say, oh, I want to get them the perfect gift. And we, we stress about all of those gifts. The perfect gift is Jesus Christ himself. And so I wonder this morning, as you come to this portion of Scripture and you go through and continue reading, you say, oh man, joy to the world. I wonder if we're willing to express it 
by being a witness this morning. Joy of the world is our gift. It's not just our gift. It's, it's the gift to the world. Joy to the world. Well, what is that joy? That joy was wrapped in a manger. It was a baby born to die. That joy was found in Jesus Christ and to this day is found in Jesus Christ. As you go and you look with me, that joy had just come. In verse number 10 and 11 it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. As you fast forward to verse number 19, it says, But Mary kept all these things, pondered them in her heart. As the Johnson family was with us just this last weekend, Mitchell walked over, we were just a few minutes spending some time with him on Sunday night and talking to him. Mitchell walked over to him, to his parents, and asked his parents, Hey, does, is Jackson saved? Is Jackson, is, is Jackson saved? And so they just kind of encouraged him, Hey, go and talk to him. And, you know, we began to talk about that. And there are times whenever we'll be sitting there and we'll be talking, and Jackson brings it up. We truly believe he's saved. We're, we're confident of that. And I'll tell you, the way I picture this verse, verse number 19, when the Bible says right here, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I kind of picture it as Mary just sitting there. Joy has been brought to the world. A gift like none other. A gift better than gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The world's never seen this type of gift. The world's been waiting on this gift. All of what's going on around her, people coming. You read in verse number 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Verse number 19, And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I imagine her just sitting there. Man, the joy peace, comfort, hope, love, a Savior born. There are times whenever I'll just sit there and I might be sitting in my living room and I'll be thinking about my children and our family and children to come. And I just think, I just ponder on those things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for providing that joy, that hope, that peace, salvation through Jesus Christ. I pray for Holly. I pray for all of our children. And I just sit there. And I picture Mary just sitting there. Maybe the peace that overwhelmed her, the joy that fluttered her soul. Knowing, as we sing as a choir this morning, as we've sung and heard this Christmas season, joy to the world. Can I invite you for just a moment as we close to think about this? That person you've been praying for, that conversation that you've had multiple times, you have it one more time. You say, you know what, I just, I want to, I want to let this person know that Jesus loves them. They need to get saved if they're not saved. God answers your request. That person gets saved. You rejoice. Night comes, maybe you're sitting on your recliner, you're sitting on your sofa, you're sitting in bed. I don't know where you're sitting. You're sitting in church the following Sunday. 
you're sitting there and you just sit there and you just ponder. You hold it in your heart. Thank you for that joy, Lord. Joy to the world that I found. Joy to the world that I found in your word. Man, the joy to the world that I've been given the opportunity to take to this lost and dying world. Thank you, Lord. Can I share with you this morning? Joy to the world. What a gift. Joy through the Word is our guide and joy through our witness. That's you and that's me. Don't point fingers. Don't say, no, it's them. No, that's us. If you're a child of God this morning, you're a witness. Use it. Be a witness for the Lord. It's the goal. Ask God to use you. Lord, we do thank you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness this morning. We thank you for your grace. Lord, I thank you for salvation. What a joy that is found. What a gift that has been given. Lord, I pray that you would be with those who are here this morning. Maybe there's someone here this morning that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, and Lord, they've come, and Lord, they need to get that settled. I pray, Lord, that you would deal with them. Lord, that you would help them to see their need for a Savior, and Lord, that you would give them the the boldness, Lord, the comfort in this time to get that settled. I pray that you'd be with us, Lord, as... Those who are here that do know you as their personal Savior, Lord, I pray that we would take it upon ourselves to be that witness you've called us to be. Lord, to stop shying away from talking highly of Jesus. Lord, if there's one here this morning that doesn't know you, I pray that they would get that settled. Lord, that we'd find ourselves rejoicing. Lord, in a new name being written down. What a blessing this Christmas season it would be. Lord, I pray that you would guide us now. Be with this invitation. We'll thank you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.